What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co host and co coach, KG, and I'm in the house. This is Motivation Monday, so sit back, relax, take a sip of coffee if you got one. We're going to share some of our favorite quotes, talk about our personal journeys, give some insights into what we're thinking about all things fitness, health, happiness, and other, as well as answer your questions out of the mailbag. And as always, we've got some phenomenal questions. We're going to be covering just a variety of topics here things like fat loss training for your body type and improving connection with your muscles in the gym so once again sit back relax enjoy and let's kick it off with kyle's quote so my quote here is very simple but hopefully very impactful for you for this amazing monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this and it is four words nobody cares work harder so years ago we actually created a really amazing deadlifting video where we all failed many times over and then all ended up pulling the weight up which was amazing and it was just super motivational and at the very end we ended it saying nobody cares work harder and i just remember this because i remember there'd be so many different reasons why we couldn't get that weight up or so many excuses if you will and i just remember saying and we say this very often still to this day nobody really cares about what's going on. Uh, There will always be reasons. There will always be factors. There will always be situations. But at the end of the day, it is so important that you just need to work harder and you just need to stay more consistent. And the second that we start allowing these excuses to take place, we're not going to get those results. So I just think it's a very great quote. And it is hard for some people to hear, uh, of course, and even myself, I have to call myself out here and there. But at the end of the day, nobody cares, work harder. And that is my quote for this amazing Monday. Yeah, every Monday, I listen to a motivational video. It's about three minutes. And One of the things he says is the only person excuses sound good to is the person who's making them up. And I really just had to agree with that because it's so easy in our mind to be like, oh, I was really tired and I couldn't make it on time and the gym was too busy. And But everyone else just hears like those obstacles that are there and instead they could be like, hey, you could be looking for solutions. And that is a hard truth is oftentimes like if you go around telling everyone you're tired, people aren't going to be like super happy to hear that. It's going to bring them down. It's going to demotivate them. And it's one thing to like voice some things you're working through. But if you're just always throwing out negatives, but ultimately you can say, hey, I have this bad hand. Here's how I can combat it. Here's an adjustment I'll do. And that will always be an opportunity you will have available and definitely something you want to utilize. And that takes me into my quote, which is quite simple, but I thought it was a really good one. And that is, you can't start a fire without a spark. It's a very, very simple quote, but I think it's incredibly true because it's so easy to really just look at that end result. As I mentioned before, if you have a ton of weight to lose, say, oh, I need to be there. But and to put that off because it seems so far off, so impossible. Or if you're someone who can't even do one chin up, the thought of saying, I want to do eight chin ups seems impossible. But what I love about this is a massive fire. Like even if you think of these crazy wildfires, oftentimes it just is a result of one tiny little fire, one little spark. And that spreads and of course that's a negative in these cases of these big horrible fires but in your life big massive action can be kick-started with one tiny decision making that first decision to go to the gym to hire a coach to have a friend hold you accountable to eat a healthier mood to even just set goals so it's don't put off doing something massive because it seems so scary it seems so far off instead just say like how can i light that spark what is the tiniest smallest thing i can do whether it be literally just sitting down looking at your notepad and saying what goals do i want to achieve because to me goals are like compasses they'll point you in the right direction of where you want to go and they'll give you a little bit of guidance and then also you'll know to 
reach this ultimate goal, what's that first tiny action I need to put in to achieve it? And I just find that makes it a lot more bite-sized and makes it a lot more possible. But I, I just know a lot of people in my personal life who have these big ambitions that put them off because it seems too far off, too scary, too impossible. But it's amazing when you set these massive objection, objectives and you just start slowly taking one foot in front of the other. It's amazing to see, I guess, the massive fire that can become of that. And oftentimes the hardest part is just that simple spark, like just getting started. And I talk to so many people in our Instagram DMs and those who apply for coaching and just a lot of people in my life where they're just like, I honestly don't know where to start or how to get started. And the truth is like imperfect action will always beat perfect action because the person who, and I actually heard this the other day, um, it was Alex Hermosi. He was giving a bunch of different, uh, it was telling a story, it was like a clay pot example. He said that there were two people who had to essentially create clay pots. One person had to make the most perfect one and they could only make one. And then the other people who essentially had to make as many as they physically could without trying to be perfect, ended up making way better clay pots because they got started, because they took more tries, because they took more attempts than the person who said, I'm only going to do this perfect and I only have one shot. So it's just something that's been on the top of my head is like, even for Instagram, for making posts, for workouts, like whatever it is, the more that you do and the more that you try and make attempts, just the better that the fire is going to be because you've done so much more versus the person who says, I need this to be perfect to start my fitness journey. And this is the only way I need everything to be in line and all my ducks to be in row. Uh, so I thought that was a cool example. Just a clay pot example was just take a bunch of attempts, try as much as you can fail a bunch. That's the best way to get success in whatever it is that you're striving for. Yeah. And you won't know what doesn't work until you start experimenting and you just the same. You won't find out what does work for you. So really just getting out, taking some action and really trying to see like what will work for me. Some things you might try, it might fall off. And the more you can adjust and really establish an effective regimen for you, it's just about trying those little smarks, taking those small actions, but that takes us into our thoughts. Uh, what do you have, Kyle? So last night I was actually playing chess against Josh's brother, coach Jason. And, um, Josh loves watching chess like he'll crush all of us but it's funny how into it he gets just when he watches us like battle it out and uh, I thought it was quite insightful actually at the end of one of my games where I just just beat uh, Jason he said I couldn't believe like how patient you were during that game uh, and essentially I sat there and I actually thought about it I was like man like that is so true like it was a 15 minute game like on each side so it was like 30 minutes total and it was pretty wild um, the like chess is so amazing I've really loved getting into it especially because like there's so many life lessons I learned just from playing it and I just thought I was like yeah I was like trapped for the first eight minutes I couldn't make any moves I was just like stuck I, did, I was kind of close to just like making all these like bad decisions and I was just as patient as I physically could have been and it was like really hard for me to be patient because I just wanted to make all he's like you didn't make any bad moves like you didn't do anything irrational and you know just whatever it is and the reason I'm bringing this up not to teach anyone how to play chess like I'm still learning I'm actually reading a book on it which is really fun but being patient in whatever we do is one of the greatest things in in just overall life and I see this happen a lot with people on their fitness journey where they become so impatient you know they start lifting for a week they start eating healthier they've had 
three years of bad habits and they're like, why haven't I started seeing success? Like what's going on here? Like where are the results? And they're just not patient enough. And it's one of the easiest ways to feel sidetracked, to feel demotivated, to just not want to do it because you're just expecting instant results. So I thought that was great. That's one one thing I learned from chess. Like last year I shared like five to six lessons, but this year as I've gotten better, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I really have to be patient here because I don't want to just do anything that's going to hurt me. So a lot of it comes down to just like staying the course, making the right moves and like planning the things out. So I thought that was quite insightful and it's been on the top of my head as of late for sure. The concept of patience is not a fun one whatsoever and chess really does that to you because someone will make a move and you'll immediately want to respond to that move. But most oftentimes there's like a bad move, a horrible move, a good move, a better move, and then there's the best move. And by taking time to really establish what that is, that'll put you on a much better direction than if you rush it and make a bad move. And there are a lot of parallels to your fitness journey because there's a lot of short-term solutions you can make that you think will ultimately benefit you long-term because ultimately, if you wanted to lose a ton of weight, you could just say, okay, I'm gonna fast for a week, but that's gonna come with consequences. You're gonna have no energy, you're gonna be supplying your body, no nutrients, there can be drawbacks with that. And going slow and steady and chipping away, like we said, and slowly adding kindling that fire and improving the quality of your actions and doing things that support your journey and get you closer to your objective is way better than these drastic measures and just metrics. And that's one thing I've even noticed this week as we're into February now, I've noticed the gym's quieted a lot from that crazy New Year's rush. And oftentimes you see people in there, they're doing the right things, they're working insanely hard, they're fired up. But the best transformations, the best physiques, it always comes down to consistency and just combating consistency, getting in there, making good decisions, understanding that failure is totally okay, it's part of the process, and embracing it, accepting it, letting it be part of that journey, and continuing to maneuver and find different solutions through it, and having the patience to do that, because it can be very demotivating, especially like there's memes where you're on like an amazing like just results train strengths going up muscles coming up nutrition feels phenomenal and then boom you get sick and it just feels like everything's been cast away like it these things will happen having that patience to look past it and understand this is just a blip in my journey is so instrumental and that's one thing even for my journey is understanding like what things do i need to be doing day in day out that will ultimately get me to where i need to go and to not be too sidetracked from these big obstacles that can present their way but that's what i have anything else you have with your personal journey or thoughts uh really just i was actually thinking the other day honestly it is amazing at how much our body adapts i've said it over again but i am just feeling like so incredible loving this bulk loving just everything that's been going on especially with fitness i know a lot of times it is very easy to get sidetracked especially i saw a post from someone the other day who's been working out for over 20 years and he's like we all go through this journey where we just kind of feel like we need to change something we need to make a a a different uh just routine you know switch things up a little bit so yeah ever since josh made us a six-day routine i was even explaining to coach uh, jason i was like it's been incredible because i just feel like i have so much more fuel when i get in there the routine's been awesome it's just been a great change and that's what's awesome especially about having a coach who's done so many different things like a lot of people don't realize sometimes they experience burnout uh you know i wouldn't say like it's too common but if you ever do like oftentimes we maybe just need a bit of a shift in the right direction or something different to work towards and just really focused on like getting as strong as possible uh is, has been absolutely really fun and uh so yeah just been having a great time there that's really all i have on the top of my head and uh yeah that's uh that's it for now
Yeah, and I guess my last thought with my personal journey is even having Coach Jason up has been awesome because we've been able to make content, have different perspectives. And even as we went down to do our cable row, he's like, oh, I've been doing a lot of single arm rows. I get crazy contractions. I feel it. And I actually remember, I'm like, oh, that was one of my favorite exercises. And I haven't added it into my blocks in quite a while. Doing it felt fantastic. I indeed got great contractions. And it's a good reminder, too, to think back. Like, don't always need to be doing something new, novel, and crazy. Like, it's good to keep a list of things you feel the best that are amazing staples for you and making important changes along the way. Like, even I love lateral raises, they're fantastic. But we have an Atlantis uh, lateral raise machine, which is phenomenal. I love it. I feel like I get great contractions. It's just absolutely amazing. I've really been embracing that. And just the same, too, like using the unique equipment that is to your gym obviously using it well can be a great opportunity as well even through last week i just woke up my neck was all cranked it felt horrible it felt all kind of janky from how i was sleeping i suppose and we were watching a lot of football the day before so i'm sure that didn't help either but nonetheless where i don't want to necessarily challenge my back as much in the stability of having a barbell squat going on we utilized the belt squat a little more that week, which was fantastic because there's less load on the back and that's a great alternative when you're kind of hindered from doing that core movement you want to do or if you don't feel 110%. And as you get more advanced, you can make these intelligent changes and you can really just optimize the, the edges of your routine, if you will, and you can really smooth things out and make sure you're on the best path forward, even with these different obstacles that present themselves. And that is just one extra thought I wanted to share and something that was on my mind. But we're going to go ahead and jump into our client shout out of the week. Some one of our clients in the program who has been crushing it and an amazing transformation to boot. If you want to see the visuals of these transformations, definitely check out our Instagram. It's at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. We talk about our Instagram a lot because we love it. There's a lot going on there and we try to constantly add value. So myself and Kyle are always documenting our journey, sharing really like funny tips, sharing really actionable tips, sharing our favorite like books, podcasts, motivation, different episodes, like just resources on resources on resources. And it's a more personal way than just this podcast, which is a discussion, which is fantastic. But day in, day out, you're gonna get some extra motivation from us and it's totally free. We also do giveaways. We've got a $200 Gymshark giveaway going on. I think it's closing out really, really soon. So make sure to hop in there and enter for that. All you have to do is a comment and a follow. So you'll be halfway there from following. And once again, our Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. But who's our client shout out this week, Kyle? So this week we have Darren, who has actually put on a ton of incredible muscle. He's actually gone from 118 pounds all the way up to 150 right now. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see he has put on an immense amount of muscle uh, strength. He's hitting new PRs and he's just feeling absolutely incredible and phenomenal. And I'm just so happy like he has been someone who's gone through so many different challenges that we've had. So a couple times a year, we'll run 21 day challenges, 30 day. He's gone through the 60 day challenges and we don't showcase as much of the muscle gain transformations. Uh, that's just you know, usually the, it's more so the fat loss that you will see, but I'm just like so proud because you can see a completely different person, the confidence, the, just the self-belief, like he is a completely like transformed person. I'm just, I'm so happy with this one, especially I'm happy with every one of them, but this one, especially because I've been working with Darren for a couple of years now, which has been great. So yeah, you can see that uh, shout out to him. You'll also be able to see a bunch of his different tips and what's helped him through his journey. And uh, yeah, if you're really looking to take things to the next level, we are always happy to help right now. We are actually running a promo and all you have to do is send us a message with the keyword fat loss, and we will absolutely take care of you. We'll get into some more fat loss tips after, but truthfully, like we were saying before, 
before, having that person by your side, having that guidance, having that person who can even just make those changes on the fly, like even Josh saying he needed that change within the belt squat. And that's what we do is we get into your journey where we make those specific adjustments based off of what's going on in your life. If you're traveling, if you have vacation, if you have something going on, we will be there for you every single step of the way. And I promise you that. So make sure to send us a message on Instagram, follow us there, and we will take care of you every single step of the way. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our mailbag where you submit your questions. If you're looking to submit a question, you can do it through our website. You can do it through Instagram, whatever works best for you. Instagram is probably the easiest way. And once again, a good reason to follow us there. Also say what up. Me and Kyle are always in the DMs. We love talking with like-minded individuals who are looking to become fit, healthier, happier. In any way we can help out, we will be there for you. We're on your side. We're on your team. See us as family. That's what we're here to help you with. And let's jump into the first question we had submitted. So the first question is, I've heard about different body types like ectomorphs and such. Should I be taking this into consideration when I make a program and training style for myself? So this is an amazing question. And for whatever reason, as humans, we love to put ourselves into groups. We love to put ourselves into categories, whether it be like I'm in this category, I'm this body type. It can be really easy just to point and say, that's my body type. That's what I want to look like. I'm a mesomorph. I'm an ectomorph, whatever it may be. But this is actually a really old way of thinking. And I remember learning about this in high school and gym class. And this has been pretty disproven. And the chances are you could be a lot of these different groups. And this is kind of old science. And this attitude to that you need to compare yourself to some vast generalization of what your body is to me is just very unrealistic and inefficient just similarly if you're like i want to look like the rock and you're someone who's like very skinny you're very fair you don't have thick bone density you have a tiny waist like you have to kind of look at your physique and you're going to have a lot of strengths with that physique and chances are unless you have immaculate genetics you're going to have some negatives so you need to address those negatives those weak spots build upon them and you also need to address your strength some people have a very boxy physique they're going to look more muscular faster but some people will be very very skinny very very trim but once they do put on muscle they're going to look like they have a tiny waist a super crazy shoulders a really big v and it's all push and pull in that sense and we're all totally different and i always like to encourage people instead of trying to look like a certain celebrity try to look like the best version of yourself of course you can get an idea of like how much muscle you'd want to put pack on the kind of style you want to look like if you want to look lean and you just want to look like you're someone who's active and healthy like an athlete or if you do want to look like massive like a rock or bodybuilder or whatever it may be you can ultimately just become the best version of yourself so i wouldn't put too much stock into these different body types and ectomorph mesomorph all these different things there isn't much need for that and instead look at yourself and you'll notice too like do you have a square physique? Do you have really good curves? Do you have more like a plum physique, a pear physique? And just the same too, I find those are a little bit generalizations because we'll all have different attributes of so many different body styles. And that's where like, even as a coach, when someone signs up with me and I make their program, I don't even start making their program till I see their physique uh, picks because you can learn so much about it. Some people naturally have a super full chest and really big shoulders, but no muscle on their back or really big legs, no upper body muscle. And you need to program around that individual and really emphasize those weak spots, bring them out and also push them towards their goals. You need to have all these different things taken into consideration. And that's where I wouldn't worry like sometimes in the old knowledge was too. Like if you're an ectomorph, you should always be doing really low reps, really strong training so you can put on more muscle. And if you're like, uh, I think it's endomorph, I could be wrong, you should be doing really high reps so you can like, uh, like have leaner muscle or whatever it may be. It may have even been backwards. 
Nonetheless, these are more simplified than they need to be. And I just find it's not realistic. As we've always said before, it depends. It always depends. It depends. It depends. And you should be using all the different tools present to you, whether it's high rep, low rep, you should be programming to what you want to do um, and how you can maximize your physique. So an example, if you are that very trim person, you have a tiny waist, you're very skinny, you don't have a lot of bone density, whatever it may be, build on that, like get really wide, really build out your back, build out your chest, build out your shoulders. And you're going to notice you have that V you're going to look really good as you start to pack that on. Just the same as if you're shorter and stockier, you can also emphasize that by really just trying to lean out a little bit, emphasize the muscle you already have, build into your legs, build into your shoulders, just the same. Like each person, there's just so many nuances as to what you can do, but that's my advice there. And I know this is kind of outdated info, but a lot of people do ask me about this. So what are your thoughts, Kyle? Well, it's uh, interesting because I feel like it's still being thrown around there a ton. And if any of you have listened to or searched YouTube essentially, and you get those ads, like there's still a ton of those people pumping them, such as V shreds and quizzes yeah the quizzes like uh kino body especially those aren't the best people for content i would say i would definitely stay away from it but they do a good job of marketing of trying to make you believe these things and believe that everything needs to be fully different based off your body type and yeah like they'll they'll use these terms and these fancy just things to kind of try to get you to believe what they're saying and uh yeah they've been disproven quite a bit there so i don't like talking bad about fitness advice uh typically or call people out but it's just something i've seen a lot and especially with those ads like it's just been disproven so so much but like those things i would say definitely once again stay away from but in terms of the actual body types like what i would say is there's definitely different types of people in terms of just what they need to be doing nutritionally so last week or the week before we were talking about hard gainers so for example i don't believe that their training needs to be different but someone that's a hard gainer where they you know, are naturally just their metabolism just insane. Like they literally burn calories like a furnace. They just need to be eating a lot more to even maintain their muscle mass. That is totally true. You know, there's some people who just, they need to naturally be eating like they're on the completely other side. I guess you could say maybe like an easy gainer. I've never heard that term, but just to kind of make it simplified here, those are the people who just need their calories to be way lower, no matter what, like they just, they cannot consume. And and when they do go over their calories, they just they start to blow up. They start to gain a lot of weight and they just need to be, you know, making sure that they're eating a lot less to maintain uh, their weight or to lose weight or whatever they're trying to do. And then there's also a lot of people in the middle. Um, I would say I'm more so in the middle. I'm not necessarily someone who needs to be like having a crazy amount of calories or else I'll lose tons of weight. Like I see a lot of people like that. And even Darren, my client uh, who I just shouted out, he was definitely on the hard gainer side. So we had to really get his calories up and make those changes. So while there isn't necessarily changes to be made in terms of training for these types of people, there's definitely something you can do nutritionally to make sure that you're reaching your goals. And that's going to be one of the biggest things to help you just with your body type, you could say, um, based off of your situation. But like Josh said, it always depends. That's why the coaching is so important because we take a look at those photos, at your measurements, at everything that's taking place, your past diet history, and so much more. So great answer there. And hopefully that helps you in some way or another. Yeah, I wouldn't be in a rush to like categorize yourself. Like Kyle said, you got to know where you are. And if you start working out and you're like, wow, my legs blew up, but I've seen no development on my chest and I'm happy with how my legs look. You could tone down that leg volume and you could put more emphasis on your chest volume and maybe your back blew up just the same. You could say, I'm going to keep that where it is. So that's where you need to review your data and adjust from it. And just the same, if you're eating a certain amount of calories and you're just gaining weight and you're trying to be losing weight, 
you need to adjust that. Like you'll be entirely different from one of your friends who maybe eats the same and they lose weight on that same amount of calories. And that's where you just got to dive into your data, do the work to understand yourself and then really develop from there. But our next question we have here is how can I get more connection with my muscle when I work out? I always get crazy pumps from my back, but I never feel the burn with my glute training. So this is an awesome question because all too often there's probably muscle groups where you get great contractions, you feel amazing, you're like, this is the best, it develops, and then there's some where you're like, I can't feel it, I never feel the burn, I never get the challenge, and I don't know what to do about there. So I've heard an example that if you can't really flex a muscle, you probably can't train it. And I'm not saying you gotta learn how to flex all your different muscles, but you should be really aware of what the muscle is you're working. And it's hard when there's like oversimplifications just the same for like back. Like there's so many different areas of your back and where the emphasis should be could be dictated by some like higher level changes. So when you're rowing, for instance, if you're just playing with your hands, I'm naturally gonna engage my bicep more. Whereas if when you row, if you imagine you're pulling your elbows back, you're naturally gonna feel way more on your back. And you could try that if you're in the car or whatever, like just try rowing, like you're gonna row a motion with your hand and then try pulling it with your elbow. Same with chest fly, we're gonna on an elbow kick here, but instead of clasping your hands together, you could actually bring your elbows together and really maximize it there. And with glutes too, it's all too often, you're not gonna be able to engage your glutes if you don't know how to do a hip hinge. Like it's really important you know how to actually hinge and how to actually engage your glutes through emotion. And these are higher level tips and I'd have a harder time explaining them verbally over the podcast. But once again, these are things we cover on our Instagram and we also have a like a really extensive forming, uh, form video uh, I guess we'll call it a library on YouTube. We've done it like we're probably getting close to 100. We're not quite there, but we will get there eventually. And we really spend time going through each motion. So you could search Colossus Fitness Squat and we'll have a video walking you through that, how to feel it better, how to learn it on a deeper level. You could search Colossus Fitness Glute Pull Through, Hip Thrust, whatever it may be. And I find the first place to start if you wanna improve your mind-muscle connection is to make sure you're doing the motion right and that you understand the correct cues to maximize it because you can maximize something for contraction development and you can maximize something for, stre uh, for strength. Good example with the bench press, if I wanted someone to get stronger, I'll always cue them, throw it to the roof, put it up to the roof. You're never gonna put it on the roof, but if you actually envision pushing past the motion, there was a study done on this, people are able to bench press more just from that verbal cue. So instead of thinking you're finishing at the top, trying to go through that and really trying to mentally just power it up, you actually would be able to bench more. Just the same, if I really wanted you to burn your chest and kill it, what I would do is tell you to squeeze that bar and push inward with your hands. And right away, you're gonna engage your chest like you're trying to rip the bar inward, and you're gonna feel your chest more engagement the whole time. You press through that, and you'd just be feeling a crazy burn. But those are two different methods for two different results, and that's where actually learning the intricacies of each movement can be really important. And for most people, you won't have to get super in the mud with this. You'll do it, you'll feel it, you'll be like, no problem, this looks good, good enough. But the ones that are sticky, I do definitely recommend searching Claws Fitness Bench Press. Whatever it is, you'll see our YouTube video, you know you can trust us and we'll take care of you within that. And that is totally free. The next piece of advice I'd really recommend to improving your mind-muscle connection is just slowing down. Slow down that negative. So every rep, there's like a positive and a negative or a concentric and an eccentric. So the eccentric and or negative is the negative part of the rep. So if we're benching, it's actually when that weight's coming down and we're resisting against the gravity in that motion. And most often it's when the muscle is expanding. So during this, if you slow down and go to a three-point tempo, like one, two, 
three, the negative is where you'll rip a lot of muscle fibers and you'll really begin to feel more of it than if you're rushing through the motion. And doing that alone will really help you with development. If three seconds isn't enough, try five. If three is too slow, try two. But I find this natural change of just slowing down, pausing at the stretch of that eccentric, and then powering it up with your concentric and then pausing maybe a half second there, you will get some crazy contractions alone. This is something I've really done with my training. I've brought my weight down a little bit and I've really just been mindful to be as perfect as I can while still driving up that strength. And then on those last few reps, if you have to like brute through them, have a little bit of an imperfect rep, I think that totally is okay. But from those changes alone, I'm quite confident you'll feel a lot better contractions, especially with that cueing. Um, curious to see what Coach Kyle has to say. Well, that was, that was great. I love that you mentioned slowing it down because that is, to me personally, one of the greatest things you can do is just like control it a bit more. Even I had a client send a, a form video the other day for the hip thrust and I just said, let's slow it down and like squeeze at that, you know, essentially top portion just for a second, get that nice little hold and then bring it down and just control it a lot more. That alone fixes a lot of things because oftentimes it can be uncomfortable when you're just doing a movement even like I was doing hamstring curls today and uh, I just noticed I was like I want to rush through it because it's uncomfortable like it just I it burns my hamstrings like it's killing so I just naturally want to like get it done with and the second that we embrace that essential slowdown makes such a big difference in that squeeze as well um, another unpopular I'd say tip here like something you don't really hear often is just actually forcing yourself to be present when you're doing the movement I know it's easier said than done but I've noticed myself so many times when I wouldn't feel the muscles being activated I would just be thinking about something different so even for you maybe let's say you're doing a hip thrust and you're thinking oh, I wonder what that person around me is thinking or you know just I wonder how how good I look here and I got a meeting later today and I got to film this video you get to the end of the set and you're like oh I didn't really feel anything like what's going on here and I've been guilty of this for a lot of different movements, so that's why I wanted to share that as well. And um, another thing that helps quite a few people, I know a lot of females are into this, is just a little bit of activation beforehand. Uh, you know, if you are someone who does struggle with jumping into the movement and feeling, you know, the right muscles working, you can totally activate. I know sometimes people are into using the booty bands and maybe doing maybe some sort of single leg hip thrust or just something to get the the glutes firing or for you if you're struggling with the back get the back firing you know for us we love the straight arm pull downs and it's just been feeling great to jump into before the lat pull downs and our rows and everything else and I think that's really it that's all I have but uh, hopefully those tips were insightful I'm sure I'll think of something else and once again when we think of something even if it's not here we'll go right to our Instagram and share it because we want to give as much free value as possible so hopefully this was helpful and uh, changes your life in some way or another. And now for the third and final question of the day, we have, how can I accelerate fat loss? I've lost four pounds in my first week cutting, but nothing past that. And it has been four whole weeks and I'm getting really worried. What advice do you have there, Kyle? Really, I think a lot of it just comes down to continuously optimizing. I mean, so where it gets tough is I'm a big fan of patience. As I was saying beforehand, I think it's very important. But at the same time, being patient when nothing's changing is also I guess kind of insanity like one of the quotes is like insanity's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so we don't want to be patient to the point where we just aren't doing the right stuff and then like 10 weeks later goes by and you're like I've only lost four pounds I think one of my biggest tips for someone who is struggling 
is sitting down and figuring out all the ways that you can optimize what you're currently doing. Uh, even recently, I had someone reach out and he said, hey, you know, I'm a past personal trainer. I never got into the nutrition side of things uh, with with people. So I'm kind of like a little bit you know, stuck with that. I need to lose weight. Like, what do you suggest? I'm like, Hey, are you tracking your food? He's like, no, I never thought of that. Like, I, I just don't do that. And I was like, well, there we go. Like, that's great because now you can start tracking. You can start seeing what your intake is for someone who let's say struggling because, and you've been tracking your food. The question is, how can you do that to a better degree? How can we make sure that everything's being put in there? How can we make sure that we're not skewing the data and just telling ourselves what it is that we we want to hear. Uh, and I think it's just all comes down to really just optimizing. A lot of times though, for most people, when they start the, the dieting phase, one of the greatest things you can do is just start to make some changes and decrease your calories, increase your protein, and maybe increase your cardio. But once again, it is hard to know without someone's full situation. When clients do their check-ins, we'll take a full 360 look and we'll see, okay, here's what the data looks like. Here's what we need to change. Maybe we will bump cardio up a bit and then decrease calories slightly. But also another thing to consider, I know I'm giving you a ton of tips because there's a lot to consider, is some Sometimes people don't actually know the proper data and someone will say to me, Hey, looks like I haven't lost much weight. Like what, what do you think? And I'm like, you actually have lost enough weight. You just haven't been tracking the right data. You haven't been doing the right average weigh-ins. Um, and they're just not fully sure. And that's why even our spreadsheet, we showcase, okay, here's how much we're supposed to lose on average. Here's what the average weigh-ins look like. And that makes a very big difference versus people who kind of just like weigh in randomly and just have like a, a number in the top of their head. Like that is a very different story. So oftentimes they are losing weight. They just haven't seen the proper data or they weigh in once a week or a number of different things are going on. So those are a bunch of things to think about. I guarantee if you choose a few of them, like it will speed it up for sure. And once again, the biggest thing would just be letting us take care of you because we have all the data. We've helped close to 4,000 people and all you have to do is message us fat loss and we will take care of you 100%. Yeah, if you lost four pounds the first week and nothing since, then what you're doing isn't working. You're not in a deficit for whatever the reason it may be. Most likely it's because you're eating more than you should be or you're not moving enough, but most oftentimes you can just adjust your calories and you should be seeing a steady weight loss. It's also hard to know without knowing the full starting weight. Like if you're super, super lean, uh, there it might be a lot harder to get off the rest of that. But for most people, you should be able to lose fairly consistently. And oftentimes when you start a cut, you'll lose a lot of weight the first week because you're having less food, you're having less calories, you're being more intentional, you're holding less water, less glycogen in your system. And it's natural for there to be a big whoosh that first week and then to be a little bit stuck past there. And all what I always like to say is to get somewhere you've never been, you have to do things you've never done. And if for like the first week you're like, I'm gonna be healthy and you stop getting dessert everywhere you go, chances are you'll lose some good weight from that just from even the food volume, the glycogen, like I said, and then of course some degree of fat as well. Uh, but past that, if you make no other changes to your life, you're not really gonna see big drastic changes where if you're being intentional with your calories, you're eating your protein, you're training hard, you're being active, you're doing all the things you need to do, you should be able to lose a really consistent weight. And that's why we're able to help clients lose one, two, three, four pounds consistently each week, whatever is best for them, because we really look at all these systems and we make sure we're pulling on all the effective levers to really make change in your life, whether it be your nutrition, whether it be your movement, whether it be being on a more effective and challenging training regimen, whether it be eliminating the days or the habits or the just the negatives in your life that are really pulling you back from your goals, giving you accountability when you feel like you're gonna slide back into bad old behaviors and helping you build better new ones. So 
If you want to lose fat, let us take care of you. Let us do all the hard work. You are worth it. And if you want to make it a priority in your life, the best thing you can do is hire a coach. We guarantee our results and we guarantee them for a reason. So you can come in, coach with us with the utmost confidence. And if you love the advice we give generally and for free, you deserve that one-on-one advice because we want to make you that bespoke program, really get you on a macronutrient plan that allows you to eat your favorite foods, have a social life, see progress, and most importantly, not only see progress when you're working with me and Kyle, but to see it for the rest of your life, to understand nutrition at a deeper level and to take out all the nonsense and the fuzz around nutrition and all these different metrics. So once again, if this is something you're looking to do, DM us on Instagram, the keyword fat loss, at loss is fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, and we will get you to that next level. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love today's episode and if you're willing to share it to your Instagram story, tag us. We'd love to see it. It would mean the world. It would help us get out to more people. We really want to grow this podcast, keep just getting amazing people in here, building our community of the fit, healthy, and happy family. And we just want to thank you for being part of that family and tuning in as always. So we'll see you for the next episode. Peace out.